0: Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Beau again. So today, we're going to talk about the future of American foreign policy messaging. Because there have been some interesting developments. And some of them are going to be very humorous. It appears that the strategy behind the messaging that is going to go out with our near-peer contests um, has been decided. And we got a sneak peek of it with Biden's little... uh, his conference about embracing a resurgence of democracy. And and we have to appeal to those authoritarian countries and get them to embrace democracy again, right? And that sounds good. It sounds like that would be a good purpose for a, a conference. The thing is, none of the authoritarian nations were invited. That, that That's not what it was about. It was about dividing the world up, Between the countries that are loosely aligned with the United States, whether they're in favor of democracy or or they're authoritarian, doesn't matter. They were invited. Those countries that are more closely aligned with China and Russia, well, they weren't. Um, This is the framing that's going to go out. Cold War 2.0 is going to be democracy versus authoritarianism, the same way the first Cold War was defined by capitalism versus communism, or it was framed as democracy versus communism. Um, good. Uh, that, that's great framing, not because I really think the United States should be entering into another long string of near-peer contests, but Because this messaging is going to be used to motivate the American people. The same way there was messaging, and by messaging I mean propaganda, just to be clear. Um, The same way messaging during the Cold War became very, very against leftism. The new near-peer contest is going to be very, very against authoritarianism. And if there is going to be one tangible good thing that comes out of it, it's going to be this. Um, Because you will see the media and politicians begin to embrace anti-authoritarian talking points and use them to motivate the American people in this new Cold War. Um, It will end up, assuming their plan works, it will end up meaning that to be an American patriot, you have to be against authoritarianism, which is fantastic. That's should be true. Now there's a whole bunch of actual anti authoritarians in the United States right now that are laughing in an incredibly cynical manner. And yeah, a lot of this is really hypocritical. The United States has a long history of authoritarianism, but it that's not going to be the messaging. Um, We're not talking about realities. We're talking about what is going to be pushed out as the framing device for this near-peer contest. And that certainly appears to be what they have decided on. And, I mean, if you're going to have framing, this is good. This is good. I like this. (laughs) Now, another humorous development that is going to come from this is you, you'll be able to watch and figure out who the real authoritarians in the United States are. The people who push back against this messaging, the, if I had to guess, Tucker Carlson, Newsmax, maybe Hannity, people like that, um, they're, they're going to push back really hard because they want authoritarianism. That they they'll they will do anything to make sure that this messaging doesn't take hold. So you'll start to see them more closely align themselves with the Putins of the world. In fact, you've already started to see that they're trying to paint him as some kind of benevolent dictator or something. Um, and that'll go on until there's a tipping point. You know, there, there's we can. We can look to the first Cold War to see how this is going to play out. You know, a lot of times history determines the future. There's, there's a link, so to speak. Um, and just like during the first Cold War, it suddenly became unacceptable to have leftist ideas in the United States. It will become unacceptable to have authoritarian ideas in the United States. So those people who are in favor of an authoritarian system, an even more authoritarian system in the United States, uh, they're going to do everything they can to stop this messaging from taking hold. It's not because they don't want the contest. It's not because they don't want this near-peer confrontation. They've been ranting China, China, China for years, right? That they've They've been egging it on. They've been talking about how... You know, their military is doing this and ours isn't masculine enough and whatever. They've been pushing it. But now that they're going to see the framing, it's changing. They're not going to want it anymore because it will undermine their own beliefs, their own messaging. Um, I can only hope that this framing takes hold. Now, one of the things you should really understand is that it's not really what's happening out there it's not really going to be democracy versus authoritarianism that's not that's the gift wrapping for for this little contest it's not really what's inside of it if you look at the list of uh, countries that were invited to the you know love democracy fest that biden held There were a lot of countries that aren't exactly free that were invited, but they aligned more closely with the U.S. So while the messaging is good, it's going to be against authoritarianism, just always bear in mind that it's just that. It's messaging. It's it's messaging. It's not really what's behind the contest. What's behind the contest is the same thing that is behind everything in foreign policy power, and nothing else. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.